0: This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Tara Nickel is in the house. Welcome, Tara.
1: Hi, Mark. I'm so glad to be here this wonderful Sunday morning with you.
0: Yeah. Now, it's the thing I like about technology is you're up in Michigan, and a little cooler up there, it's like, uh, right now, it's like i think 70 degrees in texas it's gonna be going to 90 pretty soon um you were saying to me before we started going live that you are thinking about taking your kids the uh outside to play soccer later if it's the big if if (laughs) it doesn't rain uh we're not getting any rain there's not a cloud in the sky down here in houston so um i'm glad you're here because i have talked to a lot of people on LinkedIn live, a lot of people, my podcast, I've never had anyone come and talk about productivity tips for the working mom. And I think moms rank up there as one of the most noble professions in the world. I mean, I wouldn't be here without my mom. And she was, she sacrificed a lot when I was growing up. She was always home for me when I went to school uh, until I became a latchkey kid when I was old enough to come home and my mom went to work. But I think moms, people don't, uh, I don't say everybody, but a lot of people don't appreciate everything a mom does. I mean, mom is like the president of your house. She is making sure the kids get fed right. They're off to, to band practice, soccer practice, whatever the case may be. But if mom is working and she's taking care of the home as well, what are some things that a working mom can do to make sure that they're not losing their sanity?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the one thing that I've been telling moms recently now is don't think about time blocking. Think about like category blocking. Like what are like the big categories of things you have to do? So for me, it's, I'm still working from home. I have two children who need to do virtual school and I have things around the house. So those are really like categories. And then, so thinking about how much of those things are going to take up your day. So for me. Uh, my oldest is in second grade and he needs to be actually on a class with his teacher for three hours out of the day. And that varies day so mm-hmm. to day. So for me to say, well, he's in school 10 to 12, that's not realistic. But to say for three hours of my day, he needs to have an adult there. So that if something happens with the connection or if he has a question, I'm there. So that's why I really like to focus on the category, like how much of those things do you need to devote your day to and not be so married to it being at 10 o'clock or two o'clock.
0: I love that because I have a client now who is, has a homeschooler. He's five or eight years old. I forget how old he is. And she's trying to do her job, but the schedule to your point varies every day and so she has to get and the schedule for reasons i don't understand in her school district is not released until the night before so she can't she can't plan her tomorrow until the school says okay here are the zoom sessions tomorrow then she gets the zoom session because she's got to be there to make sure a kid goes on zoom then she goes and does her work and if it's a longer session she gets more work done if it's a shorter session she doesn't get as much work done and she gets really frustrated because she is at she is at the mercy of the school district
1: Yes. And I definitely feel that way too, where you're really basing your entire day based on the school district and sometimes even just like the teacher. So mm-hmm. that the, the one thing I think for your client that would be really good is I tell all of my moms who do like sales or meetings to pre-record all their meetings when their kids go to bed. Like, don't try like schedule a zoom meeting. Don't try like figure it out. Just say, Hey, oh. you know what? My kid's in school. Like, I'm just going to do a pre-recorded and say, hey, you know what? I got your presentation. Here's what I think about it. Uh, you know, here's what I know I'm free when school's over, like at 4, 430. Can we jump on a call then? Because the, I I can guarantee you I will be available at 430.
0: What about if you, um, like this person's in human, re- human resources and they have to be available. So someone calls someone emails. And so I call them fiery arrows because with an HR people, they don't know what's going to happen from day to day. So how would oh, you yeah. suggest that she deals with this? Because if she's got a problem in her job and then that's the time her son has to go on a zoom call, you know, obviously she's got to take care of her kids. She can't say, well, listen, kid, you're on your own. I got to take care of work. How, how does she find balance in that?
1: Yeah, that that situation, I think, is definitely the prime opportunity to kind of have everybody come together and say, when are we available? What's what's an emergency? Yes. And for and for most of the time, some things are like they're a priority for that day, but not for that hour. I definitely think that for human resources, that happens a lot where it's really urgent. But if you email it to me at one and I can solve it by five, then it's a priority for that day. It's not a, we need an answer within that one hour. I think that's really important too, especially with emails and today's day and age, we get an email and we think it's a hard, like right now, I need to solve it the next hour. And if it's not, if it's like an end of the day thing, then say, you know what? I did get your email. I'm actually right now on the Zoom call with my son for school. I will make sure it is done before I end the day.
0: I love that because one of the things I told her, I said, if you can... Get out of Outlook. And I said, can you do that? She goes, well, yeah. I said, well, here's the thing. How about you check your email like every 30 minutes or we'll start with 15 minutes. Then we'll go to every 30 minutes. And was amazing. She started doing it. She goes, you know what? The world didn't end. And so now what she does is says as soon as her son goes on the Zoom call for school, then she checks her email real quick. And she responds it, and she knows, okay, I've got 45 minutes. I got 40 minutes. I got 50 minutes. Whatever the case may be. Then she knows. Go that like that. gun When he goes on a Zoom call, it's like the firing gun goes off a, yeah. a marathon. Go and she does all this stuff and then she closes it down. And then the next time he goes on a Zoom call, she doesn't get back in the email because she just checked it. Now, right. now, now her son's on another call. Now she can go deal with another problem. And she's doing what I think I love with your phrase category blocking. So she does this email here and then he goes on another call and then she does this over here and she's finding some flow now. 2020 is a real weird year for everyone, but she's beginning to get her rhythm. And once you get the rhythm, it's, you know, it, it's, it's more advantageous to see if you get the rhythm and you just got to keep trying trial error, trial error. And then all of a sudden you discover something that works. And of course, one day a rent is going to, you know, be thrown into you. The internet's going to go down or whatever oh, the case yeah. may be. You, you can't, you can't foresee all the problems, but I, I really encourage people to think about category blocking because I really like that.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's been really helpful for like moms and then parents, because then you don't feel like that time pressure that you have to get something done, especially with like what you were saying, like that the school districts are really you're at the mercy of them for the most part of what your day is going to be like. So if you know how long something is going to take you or if you know you can devote that amount of time, then it, then it becomes less stressful.
0: So, how do you handle as a work from home mom with two kids? How do you handle those unexpected things? Uh, a phone call you didn't expect. Maybe someone got ill or your internet providers working on the internet. And of course, the internet goes down. Now your kids can't go on the Zoom classes. You can't do your client calls. How do you handle this? Because that's a lot of stress because we are all connected now and we lose the internet. Like I was in a live about three or four weeks ago and my internet just went off and what happened was comcast was working in a line and they didn't let anybody know they just like oh these we'll just unplug this and we'll fix it and i'm like what just happened and my, i looked at my routers right next to me it, all the lights are off I see with the power light i'm like what just happened and so you know i just like after i got mad for a second i just laughed and like you know what it's 2020 it is what it is so how do you handle when things like that happen
1: you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that because that was one of the big things we talked to our school district about is that they had a deadline for completing all assignments at 430. And I said, most people are still working till five. So that won't work. And what if you like the Internet comes out or I lose a bad connection? So we actually got the school district not only to push back the time for completing assignments till midnight that night, but there is a specific person at each school that you would call and ah. say, either you had a technology problem, or you lost internet. And it's not just like per district, it's per school. So I would definitely encourage all the parents that if you don't know if you have someone go call your school and say, do you have like a tech support person? Because that's super important. I know who my person is, and I would call. And I've definitely called him once or twice already. So that's really important. And that's really part of having that conversation with your school i mm-hmm. i talk to moms and dads a lot about that like not just have a conversation with your boss but like talk to your school you know what happens if i have a technology problem if If you're in person what's going to make them say okay we're closing stuff down you're all going to be virtual and what's that going to look like right because because th- what the school's doing as far as in person or virtual that does affect not only your home life but your work life because that yes. could change from day to day too
0: Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Yes, uh, here in Houston, some schools are giving the parents the option. So you could either go in person or you can do from home. And I, I would... I think it's got to be a nightmare because I'm assuming that if the kids go to school, the lesson they're getting is the exact same lesson that the people on Zoom are getting. In other words, the camera is in the classroom, so it doesn't matter if you go live. Or Mm -hmm. if you watch virtually, I don't know, but it's got to be a nightmare. A lot of schools are adapting very well. Uh, What's interesting is I lived in Rochester, New York until 1997, and I moved to Houston. I got my associates and bachelor's degree from Rochester Institute of Technology. My entire bachelor's degree program was done all via distant learning. They call it distance learning by then. And I used to get the videotapes, the VHS videotapes. I'd watch the lessons and I would go to the lo- local library to take a proctored exam. Now it's like to the nth degree. Now everything's done on Zoom. Everything's done online. It's just amazing. And I'm just curious, what do you think schooling is going to look like after we get through COVID? Because we are going to get through COVID. COVID's not going to wipe out the world. We're going to recover from this eventually. Do you think this is going to fundamentally change the educational system in our country and worldwide?
1: I think it's going to change whether or not parents want to do homeschooling in some capacity or go back to interaction because we're starting to develop children that are used to interacting by video, like even just personally, all of my in-laws and my parents live out of state. So a lot of the interaction that my children have with their grandparents is via video. And there are a lot of resources out there and a lot of people that want to do more broad curriculums and you can do that better are and online and it's being promoted. Like definitely all the ads that I get for schooling are all about you know, either STEM or more creative, more like, you know, old school, like shop class stuff that we used to have back in the <laughs> day. So I see, I still remember that. And I, I think that's really what's going to change is that if people feel that or parents feel that their kids more fit into that, you know, less traditional mode, then they're going to look at other alternatives to do that, either via homeschooling or other online learning platforms.
0: Interesting. I want to talk to you about self-awareness and self-care for working moms, because as I mentioned earlier, you know, moms are making sure the kids are on the zoom calls and they're making sure they're doing their assignments. And now mom is working and she's taking care of the family. And I'm not a mom, never was a mom but um, I'm curious to know what you think about what moms should do because we don't want mom to burn out. Mom is very strong. Moms are really resilient, but moms are not, you know, they're not invaluable. They're, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to get tired. They're going to get sick. They're going to get fatigued. So what's your message to working moms who are also homeschooling their kids?
1: Yeah. The, the number one thing that I tell them is to focus on doing one little bit of your list at a time, I, I share with my clients, sometimes my gold star checklist. And basically it means if you've taken a break, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes, if you've done one chore around the house, and if you've devoted, you know, a half hour or hour, just for you time, whether that's reading in the morning or doing some yoga, I'm going to give you a gold star for that day. Cause that's a big day. Those are that's three things that are important. You gave yourself a break. You took care of your body. and You took care of one thing in the house. That's always the thing I always tell people. Like for during COVID, if you just do one load of laundry, that's a win in my yes. book. And it is, and it is in my house. So that that's what I call. It. You did all those three things. That's a gold star. Good for you.
0: I I love that because I see a lot of people saying We're, I only celebrate the big victories, and I'm like, no, you have way more small victories, and so. Like to your point, if you did one thing, one thing, don't say, oh, I only did one thing. Don't be an Eeyore. Be a Winnie the Pooh or Tigger and say, you know what? I got one thing done. Yay. And celebrate that because that is going to fuel you. Now, do you find in your experience, do you find that moms don't take time to relax, to be quiet, to do things they like? Do you think in 2020 especially, do you think moms are working a little more hard than they should?
1: Yes. And I definitely fall into that, too, especially on days where like we were talking about that technology is not there or my kids are having trouble with a lesson and it's taken away from my other work. So I, I you know, make the time for me less, which is why I, I really push the, the gold star list, because even if you only take five minutes of your day, you've you've kind of written that down on your to-do list. It's it's kind of like the joke, you know, honor the 11th commandment, honor thy schedule. If you (laughs) write it down, it's going to pop up. You know, like my phone at 6 o'clock says it's family time, and it's family time for the next two hours. But since I always have my phone with me, it's going to pop up. And like, oh, okay, I need to, like, take a deep breath now. It's 6 o'clock. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to slow down. You know, so it's not just like writing it down and saying, okay, like at six, I'm going to stop working, like put it in your phone or, or stick it on your mirror or somewhere where you'll see it and you'll know to take that pause, take that break and then step away and take care of yourself and your family.
0: Lachelle Atkins, she's a friend of mine. She says, we have to lower our expectations for what we need to do. Learn that the hard way as a mother of 15. You didn't mishear me, uh, Tara. 15. 15. I, I lost my mind when my wife and I had two cats, a dog, a cage full of zebra finches and a fish. I couldn't imagine having 15 human beings plus you and your husband. That would drive me absolutely insane. So my hat goes off to Lachelle. Um, I don't know how she stays productive. Uh, that's going to be insane like herding cats but i know she's very successful at it cuz her hashtag says america's supermom to have 15 you kids go. you have to be america's supermom <laughs> yes she
1: is she is i will i will give her that title honorably
0: and kenneth says anything done is a victory 100% kenneth so many people say i had 12 things on my list today i only got 11 done I didn't get them all 12. Look at, so you didn't get all 12 done. You got 11 done. You know how many many people don't get 11 done or 10 or seven or three? And so everything you do count as a victory. Do a Snoopy dance, celebrate it because that's going to give you excitement and momentum to keep on carrying on.
1: Yes, for sure. I agree.
0: So let's talk about your website because I love your website. It is Benefits Mom Mastermind. So what is that all about?
1: So what it is, it's a group of moms that I am cultivating through all my different social media. And it's really to create an environment where all moms can feel like they can share the small wins that we're talking about, but also like struggles that they're having or if they just need to vent. Because a lot of times in these mom groups, it's a lot of it gets a little clicky and people don't feel like they can really share or they have to share anonymously. And I really wanted to change a narrative and say, you can share whatever you want here. We're all here to support each other because it's it's tough now during COVID and it's tough being a mom sometimes just in general, even when we don't have COVID. So I really wanted to create that environment of being able to vent and share what's going on and then celebrate each other at the same time.
0: And it's probably a safe space as well. So there's no judgment as well right? Okay. So that's benefits with an S benefits, mom, mastermind.com. So go check that out. Um, Tara, any last minute things you'd like to share with us before we wrap up today?
1: Yeah. I just want to encourage all the moms out there to really celebrate any small thing that you do throughout the day, whether it's, you know, you got your kid online and he got, for being in school, you did a load of laundry or you cleaned the toilets, like whatever it is, like just mark off those small wins. You know, we're not, we're not trying to be, you know, marathon moms here. It's It's, it's all about doing those small little things, taking those five minute breaks, you know, do a puzzle with your kid, all those little things add up.
0: Well I want to thank you for coming on the the live here and sharing your insights it was a delight to meet you cuz we've never spoken until this moment and I I think that like I said earlier moms are super moms i mean moms do everything they unclog the toilet they cook the meal they kit they, they take care of the kids they're they're on duty i think they work almost as hard as the military i mean moms <laughs> are so crucial my hat goes out to moms i mean we all have moms that's the thing we all have moms okay we all have moms and we all have dads You mean i have a relationship with them but you didn't come in this world without a mom and a dad and so make sure today if your mom's still around make sure you call your mom and say hey mom Just want to let you know I love you and I appreciate you. My mom's got late onset Alzheimer's. So she's a three-year-old trapped in a 76-year-old body. She just parrots everything I say to her. But you know what? She's still my mom. I still love her. So reach out to your mom. And if you don't have a mom, reach out to another mom and thank them for the service they're doing to the world. And I I just want to leave people with that. So, Tara, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. You're a rock star. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And just before we go don't forget to head on over to my website mr dot com m i s t e r mr dot com find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day no joke and also you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more it all happens at mrproductivity.com thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mark stuchowski podcast until we meet again my friend go be productive